Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Rourke Town. Welcome to Rourke Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington for Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after Tanner Roark. I, I, I believe it's Roark. I, be, I believe it is Roark. <laughs> so this is eight scoreless on 110 pitches. Five and one in his last eight starts before tonight with the Nationals seven and one in his outings over which he put up a three five one ERA, a two seventy five, three eighteen, three fifty four line against in his last fifty one in the third innings pitch. Ended the first half with a relief appearance, his first of the year, but back to starting tonight. Five scoreless on seventy pitches as the Nationals jumped out to a lead, six scoreless on seventy eight, seven on ninety, just four hits allowed to that point. Uh, through eight on 102 pitches, and he comes back out for the ninth after he batted in the top of the in, uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Got a nice ovation there because they knew he was coming back. But a single and a hit by pitch end his night there. Really solid night by Tanner Roark all around. Uh, eight innings pitched, five hits, no runs, one walk, five Ks, 110 pitches, 80 strikes, 10 ground ball outs on the night. Just really dominant outing against the. Uh, Pirates team that came in here kind of hot and kind of slowed down pretty quickly in the nation's capital. I believe this was their ninth straight loss in D.C. overall to just not having any sort of luck in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and it's, it's odd because I remember as, as we were going through the first couple of innings as I, and I'm, I'm looking at the staff coming up on the scoreboard, I feel like everyone in the lineup had an OBP of 350 or higher. Uh, that, that That's probably an exaggeration in my mind there. But uh, – yeah, Roark had to, certainly had a good outing tonight. Uh, I I have to say, uh, yeah, a good outing. I I I, <laughs> I I I don't know how to put it any more simply than that. Um, he, he's it's it's no secret that that Craig Stammen is is my favorite Matt ever, and and basically. <laughs> Tanner Roark is what I always wanted Craig Stammen to be, except he's he's not quite as good a hitter as Stammen was. Uh, he has he has more pitches and and he's actually a successful starter and he he still can do crazy things out of the bullpen if if need be. This season, okay, last season not such a great example, but uh, he got uh, kept the ball in the yard. Suppressed the fly balls, got a lot of uh, a lot of contact that was playable for outs. Scattered what five hits over eight plus innings, only five strikeouts on that. But I, I think he only had one walk on that. So if you're not giving up so much contact and not giving any free passes, that's uh, that's a pretty successful formula. I mean, it's it's risky because certainly there have been outings that that uh, Tanner has had where those those balls in play have been finding uh, finding some holes in the infield and not finding good defense like they did tonight. But wow, when it uh, when it all comes together, it's a, it's a pretty good thing to see. Uh, I, I got to admit, I was a little surprised uh, that Dusty brought him back out for the ninth. Uh, I thought that it was it, he just wanted to get him a third ovation, you know, because he got one coming out for the eighth, he got one for for batting batting again in the eighth. And then, then he got him one more for coming out in the ninth, and I thought he was just going to pull him right away. But no, he let him pitch a little bit. Uh, but and am I mistaken, or was it Marte who leaned in and got hit uh, there tonight again? He is the worst. 
Get your elbow out of the strike zone, man. You are the worst. At least it wasn't Jose Tabata again, if that's what you're referring to. Yeah, I, I started drinking at like 5 o'clock today. I am brought to you today by Heritage Freedom Is It Free IPA that I discovered in the district draft stand on the on the 300 level and then found at, at the Costco in Northeast D.C. So, yeah, things are going to go sideways pretty fast here tonight. <laughs> they went sideways in the ninth as well. Do you like the way Dusty Baker handled that, though, once he did get in a little trouble? Uh, single by John Jaso, who has the worst hair in Major League Baseball. Then the hit by pitch on Marte. Uh, Blake Trining comes on, gives up a base-loading single, then gets a fly to left from Jung Ho Kong. Uh, Sean Rodriguez called out on a called third strike that he did not like, and then Josh Harrison grounds back to the mound to end it there. Uh, I thought Dusty Baker gave Roark the chance to go out there and get the complete game, but I, I like the fact that he kind of, as soon as things started going a little bad for him, went out there and got him, and Blake trying in with a bit of a bit of a magic act there, actually getting out of that one. Yeah, I I was. I, you know, I, I realize the coaches know more than we do, but I, I also realize that the coaches think things like pitcher wins are important. So I, I'm never <laughs> quite sure when, when uh, someone comes back out, if, if they're trying for history and meaningless stat, or they actually have some, some knowledge about how people are feeling that, that's more advanced than what I'm going to know as a, as a guy, you know, some guy on the Internet or, or, you know, sitting out in the stands after having started drinking way too early. Uh, I, I, I personally, from 300 feet away, would not have brought Roark back for the eighth, but I, I wasn't that upset with the idea. Uh, that said, I, I, I think I would have would have pulled him after the first base runner, but okay, it worked out fine after the second. You got it. You got six runs to play with. I guess I can't really complain too much. Plus, he had people up throwing at the beginning of the inning, so it, it's not like. He was blithely counting on on Roark to finish the game with with no conception at all of of having to go get him. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll give Dusty that one, uh, and yeah. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Pirates. Not exactly Garrett Cole tonight. He was coming off a DL stint for a triceps that steps strain uh, three and one in the last seven starts with a one nine eight ERA and 41 innings pitch over that stretch. Oh, and one in his last four though, before the DL stint with a two seven O ERA two ninety three three fifty two three sixty six line against and 20, and 20 innings pitch in those outings down one, nothing early. Uh, Jason Worth scores on Anthony Rendon single uh, Stephen drew and Danny Espinosa back-to-back one out doubles in the second, make it two, nothing there. Uh, error on a bases loaded grounder by Roark. That was the one that really killed the Pirates there. Puts them up four nothing when two runs score on what should have been an out most likely, but kind of weak weird grounder that uh, Josh Harrison fielded and then threw away. Grounded a short on the next play. Danny Espinosa scores aggressive base running there to put them up five nothing on a throw home that arrived late at the plate there. Uh, things kind of fell apart quickly for Cole there. Three run fourth inning kind of uh, ended his night and put the Nationals up five nothing, end up winning six nothing. Uh just didn't look like himself out there in the mound. Garrett Cole's a very good pitcher. I think the about a month off probably didn't help him. He had two rehab starts where he threw a couple scoreless innings, but definitely didn't look like himself in the pitcher we've seen in the past on the mound there. Yeah, I I'm not gonna lie and say I was never worried. I mean Garrett Cole is legit. 
and I admit I haven't been following this season, so I didn't realize he'd been struggling so much uh, before tonight with the with the deal since Stinson only uh, limited starts coming in. But he's a guy who's uh, in the past given the Nats a lot of trouble. I'm not sure if they've even beaten him before. Uh, they, they may have, but I'm, I'm if they have, I'm I'm pretty sure the Nats have a losing record against him. Um, Tonight, uh, the, the wheels, you're right, the wheels came off pretty fast. Um, the, the Nets were able to chip away at him. Uh, that, that ball Roark had probably was going to score one run. The error got the extra one. And it wasn't, it wasn't clear to me that even if he didn't throw it away, that that would have been, uh, that would have been an out. It would have been a close play. Maybe, maybe it would have been an out. But uh, that was just sort of awkwardly hit and kind of an off-balance play to field it. Uh, and uh, basically it just set up the, the chance for, for Danny Espinosa to show more aggress- aggressive base running there. Uh, and, and I don't know if you were, you were paying attention on that play or if they showed this on the broadcast, but after the safe call and uh, the, the catcher, you know, stood up and, and threw, the, threw the ball back to the pitcher, Espinosa went back and tagged home. Mm. So I, I think he realized that on the slide he missed the plate. So uh, he he went back and tagged home just to be sure in case they went to the replay there. There were there were a number of Pirates fans in my section who were quite vociferous about that and uh, and and angry that uh, the, the catcher didn't go after him and make the tag anyway. Um, but. Uh, it, it, it's good the Nets were able to to put up some some decent offense against uh, a, a guy who's uh, historically been uh, been a pretty tough matchup for the for the Nets. Yeah, he was uh, just double checking on the Pirates game notes two and zero with a one seven four ERA and twenty and two thirds innings pitched over three starts against the Nats before tonight. So you're right, he was undefeated coming into this, but as I mentioned, that definitely didn't look like himself out there. Uh, Stephen Drew. Once again, impresses three for three in his first three at bats with three doubles, two runs scored, ends up three for four on the night. <laughs> you know, he's transitioning to a new role here. He's getting spot starts, but somehow just keeps on going out there. And whenever they give him an opportunity, he's coming through. Uh, we saw uh, Clinton Robinson do the same last night. He goes one for four tonight. Uh, just really kind of impressive the way Dusty Baker's managing this bench and keeping these guys uh, fresh enough that when they have to go in there and when you give them the spot starts, they keep on coming through for the Nationals. Yeah, it, it's quite extraordinary. And, and really this is an echo of, uh, of what we saw in, in 2012, that, that magical season where uh, two of the, the big sort of side pieces to the success of the team were the success of the bench and the success of the pitchers hitting. And, and we're seeing that uh, with, with guys like Robinson and Drew this season, where uh, I, I was looking at the stats in the game today, and I think Drew, in his limited playing time, he has something like, I don't know, 25 or 30 hits. But of those, you know, seven are home runs and eight or nine are, are doubles. So I, I, this is a, a, a guy who, in limited playing time, is really making it count. I mean, he, he's getting his hits, and he's getting big hits. You know, he, he you know, between he and Heisey, they have, what, like 10 pinch hit home runs or something completely ridiculous like that? You know, we'll, we'll give Dusty some credit for uh, giving him an, enough starts and enough at-bats to, uh, to, to stay fresh and keep their time and be able to hit. 
but we got to give them some credit for uh, having the ability to deal with limited playing time and make the most of what's available to be so successful. It's it's really quite extraordinary. Yeah, looking like a nice signing this year after a, a couple of years of uh, some bench signings that didn't quite work out. Well, <laughs> I just won't mention the people's names because it just makes people angry. And yeah, that's when, you say, when, you, when, you, when you're throwing your same when you say name in the cloud. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dusty Baker also uh, subtly inserted Anthony Rendon into the cleanup spot tonight. What does he do? RBI single in the bottom of the first, put the Nationals up. Comes up later in the game with a five nothing, hits his tenth home run of the season out. Uh, really, just a no doubter. It's a left field bullpen. Don't use that sort of sarcasm in your post game. People just don't get it. Uh, Ten home run of the year, two for four of the night, two RBIs and a run scored. Uh, just uh, that swing and the home run in particular has really impressed me off of AJ Shugel, whose name I did yes have to go and look up before because I did not remember it. Well, good on Rendon for getting a home run off of some guy I never heard of. Uh, let me go back and check the stats. How, how did his walks compare to his strikeouts tonight? I, I was a little surprised to see Rendon uh, in the cleanup spot, uh, but then looking at the order, I was thinking hard about who would I rather put there, and then I was thinking, well, optimum lineup construction is probably you want to have Harper clean up and that Rendon third, but then this is worth maybe like a 20th of a run on this game. So, okay, Dusty, you, you can have this one. I won't, uh, <laughs> I, I won't get too upset about it. It seems to have worked out all right. The good news on the off-field uh, update that we got before the game, they said that Daniel Murphy was able to play today. Dusty Baker says when it's a hamstring injury like that, he usually waits for them to say that they're ready and then gives them another day just to make sure just, too important a player and too important to the national team to keep him there. Uh, after you take two or three from the Pirates, do you throw him in there and go for the sweep? Do you uh, put the same guys out there who've won the last two games without him and give Daniel Murphy another extra day of rest with Monday off? Or how do you handle that tomorrow going into the series finale? If you're uh, Dusty you, you go with you, you go with whatever schedule Dusty set up three months ago when he planned out the entire season <laughs> and drew up you know, all 162 lineups in uh, in February or whatever it was. Uh, you know, so so far I I don't think we can we can really nitpick at all at, at Dusty's strategy of of regular rest and sitting people down and giving the bench players at bats. However, he wants to do it. Fine. He he, he seems to to be on top of that more than that any of us internet carpers can uh, can uh, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I did like there was a uh, post in the Washington Post, a story in the Washington Post for better grammar uh, that quoted him talking about how he has detractors questioning his uh, in-game decisions and all his decisions of everything. He said, keep on questioning me and I'll just keep on kicking your butt. It's what he's done so far this year. <laughs> 56 and 36 on the year, 20 games over 500 after the win, 6 six nothing tonight in the nation's capital, one more with the Pirates tomorrow, 135 uh, in the afternoon, and a day off before they start three with the Dodgers and look for some revenge after what happened in L.A. Matt Knightley, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. I'll talk to you after tomorrow's game, sir. Go Nats.